0: You are listening to the Taking Back You podcast, hosted by Danny Carter Idens. Taking Back You is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic show for young mamas who are trying to reclaim themselves while fully entrenched in motherhood. Hello, hello, hello. This is Taking Back You podcast. I am your host, Danny Carter Idens, and today, We are going to talk all about overcoming mommy guilt. Now, this topic, I'm sure um, every mom has dealt with, and you know, at some point in time, feeling like you know they aren't enough, or if you're a working mom, feeling like you aren't around enough, or if you're a stay at home mom, feeling like you aren't engaging with your children enough. Um, there's just all sorts of ways for us to feel mommy guilt. And so what I want to talk about is not all the ways we feel mommy guilt, but I want to help you maybe figure out some ways to overcome it and to kind of realize that you don't have to feel guilty about you know everything that happens. Because Listen, we are humans too and and you know we are moms. Yes, we are moms, but we're also people and we also have to remember that we can't be perfect all the time. We just can't. It's not possible and we also have to make sure that we're taking care of, you know, ourselves so that we can be the best moms that we can be. You know, when um my little guy was a baby, I used to feel so bad because I like needed some time for me. And I used to feel so bad about it. I would feel like I wasn't, you know, the best mom because I needed more time for myself. And that's not how it works. You you have to take time for yourself. You have to take, you know, time for, um, you know, getting yourself, I call it getting yourself back to 100. So as a result, one of the first things that I realized was that I was going to have to be willing to let go of some things. You're going to have to be willing to let go of some things because you can't do it all You and I'll be honest with you. You never could, you know. This whole thing um, that women were supposed to be able to raise the children, go to work, take care of the whole household, and do all these things, and have a smile on our face and our hair, you know, perfectly coiffed—that's a myth. That's not real. We, you're not supposed to have to do everything. That's not how it works. And thank gosh for that because it is, you know, it's overwhelming when you think about it. So you're going to have to let some things go. I had to let, you know, some things go. Some things, um, A, I'll tell you this. I had to let go of some things that I didn't even really particularly enjoy doing anyway. Um, So I was actually kind of excited when I had the, you know, mom excuse. I was like, oh, well, you know. I mean, I'm a mom now, so I'm going to have to let that go. <laughs> I actually really appreciated that for some things because some things I really didn't want to do, and I had kind of been like pressured into saying yes to them in the first place. So then once I, you know, had my son, now I was like, oh, I can let go of that because I can just, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that, right, And you know, in my life. So that was really... um positive for me. Another, you know, thing is you have to let go of some things that you might like doing, but it's for a season in your life. There were some things that I couldn't do um, either physically. I had some physical, you know, constraints with um, my, you know, like post-birth or Um, You know, just time-wise, you don't have the time that you had before. But that doesn't mean that you have to give them up for the rest of your life. That just means that at this point, it's not happening. Um, A lot of the the things that I do now, I would not have been able to do with, you know, a newborn or a one-year-old. But once he got into preschool girlfriend, I was, it was like off to the races. I was getting things, you know, I was doing things that I enjoyed. doing more, doing more things that I enjoyed. And I got myself back into some things that I had to let go of. So, you know, don't feel like you have to let go of of everything forever and ever and ever. Um, and you listen, you can feel guilty about that too. You can feel guilty about not wanting to let go of some things. That, that is, you know, you, you think to yourself, I really like this. I don't want to give this up. And you know what? If you can work it into your life, if you can work it into your schedule, then don't. Don't give it up. Because there's so, you know, many things that we like, oh, gosh, you know, how, mom is, how being a mom is. You got to do a lot of stuff that you might not want to do. And so, like, if there's something that you really enjoy and it brings you joy and it's something that's been put on your heart or something that's good for you, and something that you should do, then do it, and don't feel bad about it. Um, you know, and then that way you can let go of the things that aren't exactly bringing you, you know, um, all that excitement and spark, or let go of some things that are not really, you know, um, necessary. Things that you know you like, but they're not necessary. You can add those back later. You can add them back later um, when you're in a different season of life. You know, write them down, I guess, so you don't forget them. And then, um, you know, add them back. One thing that I did, and now I only have one child, so um, this might look different for people with, you know, um, multiple children. But for me, I schedule time with my son. This is kind of my way to, you know, I'm putting him on the calendar, quote unquote. Now, some moms might not agree with this because they might be like, no, I should always be available for my child and schedule time for my other things. And I get where you're coming from with that. But the problem with that is, is that if you're not scheduling, you know, time to be with your child with intentional experiences with your child, then, you know, you, you're not going to feel so good when you go to do your, your own thing. And I'll give you an example. My son and I have dates. We have a date every Wednesday at noon. Um, he's in five-day preschool right now. But on Wednesdays, I he only does a half day, and we did that on purpose because we wanted to have an afternoon of just me and him. And in fact, I don't work on Wednesday evenings. I'm a dance teacher. If you um, haven't heard that before, so a lot of times I work at you know in the evenings because I have to wait for you know all the kids to get out of dance. So what we did was we worked it out so that he has a half day on Wednesday at school. So I pick him up at noon and we know that we have nothing else scheduled on Wednesday. And basically we go out to lunch or we'll get lunch and we'll bring it home. And we, you know, watch TV together. We'll watch, um, you know, a TV show that we can both stand together or we'll, uh, you know, hang out, listen to music. He'll tell me all about his day, you know, some stuff that he wants to do. We'll play together. We, we know that Wednesdays, this is what we do. And, and, it's just because life gets busy you know, things happen all the time that, you know, are just kind of out of, you know, and I even tell people, they'll be like, Hey, can you get together on, you know, Wednesday at two? And I say, no, I'm busy. I might, I, this is my time with my son and it's just me and him. It's our scheduled one-on-one time together. And he knows it too. He knows, he'll even say to me, is it Wednesday? Is, is tomorrow Wednesday? Or, you know, he'll say, man, yeah, I can't can't believe yesterday was wednesday and we i got i have to wait another week until you know you know our special time together and does that mean that i don't hang out with my son all the other days no i do obviously but we have special time together on wednesdays your kid will really appreciate that and you know children love schedules they really do they like Order. They like regiment. I know it seems like they don't, but they like predictability. So the more you can be, you know, predictable with them, they really enjoy that. They need that structure um, to help them understand their world. And so if you have, you know, a structured time that you do these things, then they can kind of, you know, put it in their mental calendar. And then that's something for them to look forward to also. and even throughout the week, Alex will tell me, okay, mom, on our special day, I want to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I know before beforehand, like, okay, this is what we're doing on Wednesday, you know, whatever. Um, and it's just kind of our time. And it's okay to do that. And it helps me when I have something else to do, either work-related, usually it's work-related for me. Um... It helps me because I know, hey, whatever whatever happens, I have that time with Alex during the week. So even if I have to work, you know, later one night, or um, I have to go to a meeting or whatever, I know that hey, I have that time with him. So I don't feel so guilty that I'm missing, you know, and you know, some other time with him because I know that that time is scheduled. I know that I'm not sitting around thinking, oh my gosh, when am I going to hang out with my kid? I know exactly when I'm going to hang out with my kid. And um, if I can tack on more time, that's amazing, and I usually do. But at least I know I have that time period just completely available for only him. Um, Because he, you know, for that, you know, three and a half hours until his dad gets home, it's just me and him, and we are just, you know, uh, two peas in a pod. And so I love, 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 love that time where we are um you know together and listen you know kind of going off of that i don't want you to worry about what you do during that time because The other thing that a lot of us moms feel when we feel mom guilt is we feel like we're not doing enough. We feel like, you know, what um, they don't have the best experiences, the coolest experiences. You know, if you're uh, budget conscious and you can't exactly drop the cash like that, then you might feel a little, you know, self-conscious about, okay, is my child enjoying the things that I can provide for them? You know, you might not be able to afford everything that your kid wants or that your kid wants to do. And listen, that's okay. I bet you, if you ask your kid, you know, what makes them happy, like say when we do something together, what, what do you enjoy? What makes you happy? I asked my son this, and he told me that he loves sitting on the couch with me and cuddling. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. Why are we going to Disney World in June? Um, because <laughs> cuddling is a is a heck of a lot less expensive. And he told we we had him. You know, we had his dad ask the same thing, and and he told his dad that he likes going for walks. These are not big ticket items, folks. Um, these are not you know like. Oh, I love it when you take me to Six Flags. I love it when you drop five hundred dollars on me at you know Baby Gap. I don't know, whatever. But is is Baby Gap still open? I don't even know. Um, I don't. I don't. I. You know what? I'm mad at the Gap. Complete sidebar. I'm mad at the Gap because. Um, I have hip, I have hips and gap jeans are not for girls with hips. So I tried to buy gap jeans when I was like 12, because that's what everybody was wearing back in the nineties. And, um, they like just didn't fit me. They look crazy on me. So I've been mad at the gap for like going on like 20, 20 some odd years. Um, but anyways, if there's a baby gap, I'm not spending that much money on him. He doesn't even care. So, you know, ask your kid what what they would enjoy. Ask your kid what makes them happy. It's usually not much. I mean, and that's the thing about these kids. We want... You know what? Here we go. I'm going to get deep here. Some of the things that we want for our children are the things that we wanted when we were children. Mind bl- I know. Mind blown. Like, um, I... I spent, uh, oh gosh, probably this, Alex's second Christmas, searching every, no, it was his birthday, his second birthday, searching everywhere for this like amazing state-of-the-art play kitchen, because I just like, um, he had, like in in my brain, he had to have it, he just had to have it, and there was nothing, I don't care how much money it was, there was nothing about it that made any, you know, um, if you told me that he couldn't have it, or that he shouldn't have it, I would just be like, well there's something wrong with you because my kid needs this. And um, when I told my husband when I was planning on getting him, he was like, oh, that's cool. We should get him a play kitchen, but why do we need to get him that one? And I'm like, well, of course it has the blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, but why does he need to have that one? And I was like, well, because it's Kind of what I would have chosen if I were picking it out for myself when I was little. And so sometimes the guilt that we have, so I was feeling here I was, I was feeling guilty about my kid not having something that I didn't have as a child. And I don't even know if he wants it because I'm going to be real with you. Um, he has the kitchen play set. it's not the one that I had like envisioned, dreamed, magical, mystical. But he has a really good one. Um, we put it together. We gave it to him for his second birthday. And he plays with it sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I was feeling some kind of way. And he's like, I mean, he likes it. But, I mean, if he didn't have it, he'd be playing with something else. So, you know, ask your kids what makes them happy. Ask your kids what, what would bring them joy. Now, be prepared for them to say something crazy. And then you're going to have to just say no. You know, if if it's like outside of what you're able to do, then you're just going to have to say no. Um, but a lot of times they don't want big ticket items. You know, my son is perfectly happy sitting with me on the couch watching something on Netflix. That's literally, you know, um, that's his jam. I can do that. I can do that. And that's not even hard. We're going to take a really quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk all about how to stop following other people's rules, because that's another reason we have a lot of mom guilt. Okay, I'll talk to you in a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. I love Anchor because I was up and running in a couple of hours. You can even record your episodes on the go using their super friendly Anchor app. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm/.start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hi, I'm Danny carter Idens, creator of Taking Back You. My vision for Taking Back You was simple. I wanted to create a safe place for mamas to focus on the dreams that have been placed on their hearts, where they could walk alongside other mamas who get and give advice on how to do this mom thing. I want to tell mamas what I wish someone had told me, and to build a community of mothers who aren't afraid to reach for the stars, even while holding their children in their arms. Want to learn more? Visit TakingBackYou.com. Because... Taking back you, we know happy moms raise happy kids. And we are back. Today, we are talking all about overcoming mom guilt. And just like I said before the break, we are going to help you realize that you can stop following other people's rules. Now, what I mean by that is there seems to be some sort of unspoken code of conduct for moms that makes us all feel like we aren't doing enough or we're not doing it right, whatever it is, you know, um... We've talked about this before. My we were told, you know, oh, breast is best. Breast is best. So I made a big deal out of nursing my son because I was told breast is best. And then I take him to the doctor and they're like, "Well, he's underweight." And I'm like, "Oh, no. What do I do?" And then my husband goes, "Well, the chart that you use, what is that based on?" And they're like, "Oh, well, the chart is based on on kids who do formula, and so I said, okay. Well, where's the chart that you know figures out what weight kids should be if they are just solely, you know, on breast milk? And of course, they don't have that chart. So then they were making me feel bad, and I was just kind of like, okay, well, you y'all need to like get get it in order here because you just kept telling me how I need to nurse. So now I'm nursing. Now you're making feel making me feel like I'm not doing enough, and and yeah. And so I had to realize that you know. There are ways to mom without having to worry about what everybody else thinks I need to be doing all the time. And that's really hard because this society that we live in today, you look on social media and they're telling you what you need to do. But you know what? Here's what you need to pay attention to is that when what they tell you changes, The game changes every, I mean, I swear, like every two, three months, the game changes. They still can't figure out whether you need to lay your baby on their back or, you know, on their stomach. Um, They change that every few years. Right now we're on back. Oh, lay your baby. Because, but I mean, I think when I was little, it was laying on on their stomach, you know? So that's the thing is we always, um, we're always getting told something different in the name of, you know, oh, this is better. We figured it out and this is better. We figured it out and this is what you should be doing now. And sometimes a lot of times those improvements and advancements are great and they really help us. I mean, You know, we can't just not do something that's for the health of our children because we, you know, are like, ah, I'm sick of changing. So there are some things that you need to do. You need to change Um, because we figured out, you know, in our advanced society that they're not necessarily healthy and good for the, you know, Furthering of the human race. So we stopped doing those things. Cool. But there are some things that, you know, we just have to stop worrying about what other people are going to think because it's really A, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not their business. Um, and B, you know what's best for your family. You know what's best for y- what you are trying to do, how you are trying to raise your child. And so you can't, you know, allow other people who are not a part of the dynamic to dictate what you do and how you do it. Um, one of the big decisions that we had to make, we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl when our son was, um, when I was pregnant with our son, we, d- we decided not to find out. Um, and so we had the great joy of just, you know, waiting until our son was born. Well, baby at the time because we didn't know he was gonna be a son and so we were just so excited um the, the the excitement of not knowing of just kind of you know um being in constant wonderment of there's there's a child that's joining us and we just yeah we were just over the moon well of course, you know we had people who were super excited just like we were and they were like oh my gosh i can't wait to figure to find out what the baby is you know the birth is going to be so exciting and then there were people who were like why would you want to wait to see what your baby's going to be and i was like well cuz i think it'll be fun it'll be an exciting um, you know, surprise. I mean, either way, we didn't, we didn't care if we had a boy or a girl, we just wanted a healthy baby. So, I mean, you know, for us, we were like, bring it, you know, but, um, you know, I had, I had people who were very, like, almost standoffish about the fact that we didn't want to figure out what we were having before we had it. And I was kind of like, well, we just want to be surprised because, you know, there's so few surprises left in this world, we just want to be surprised. We want to, um, you know, we're over the moon anyway. We're over the moon. So, I mean, you know, why not be surprised? I I don't know. I, but, you know, I had people that even, even at my baby shower would be like, well, you know, I mean, I didn't even know what to buy for the baby because I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And I'm thinking to myself, but wait a minute, you know, 40 years ago we didn't know what was going on. I didn't even think by the time um, my husband and I were born, we were able to tell or we might have just been able to tell or maybe if they could tell, it wasn't always, you know, it was hit or miss. So I was like, wait a minute, we're acting like, you know, we just can't figure out how to go on without figuring out if the baby is a boy or a girl. (laughs) And it was, you know, like the fact that we decided not to find out it was so stressful for a lot of people, and I was just like, y'all are not even having the baby, so calm down, you're gonna be okay, we're all going to be okay. So you know we had to do what we had to do what we did and, and that's that's okay. and listen, I'm not saying don't find out what the you know um, gender of your child is going to be. Please please please. if that's your jam, do it. If it's not your jam, don't do it. That's my point. My point is, is that you do what you want to do and don't feel bad about it. Um, That's just, I mean, like that's literally pre, you you, your your baby's still in your body and people are already guilting you in the things that you need to be doing. Um, You know, and my favorite is the, um, they handed me my baby. I look at him, oh my gosh, I love him. He's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And the nurse, the nurse, my delivery nurse, you literally asked me as they had just cut me open, taken this child out, had me you know, sit in the recovery room for I don't know how long and then hand me my baby. I start nursing him. They look at me and they go, so when are you gonna have the next one? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe ask me, after my stitches have healed and I'm not in pain, you know, um, so it starts people people want you to do what they want what they want you to do i don't i only have one child we're only having one child um if we have two children that's completely god's plan it's not mine i want everyone to know that <laughs> um, but if we have to if we have another child then that's god's plan so that's what we're doing um, we have a motto in my family if you show up you grow up and that's the um that's the official inns family um and Carter family <laughs> stance on you know babies, so with that being said, because I've decided to have you know i've I've only decided to have one child, I hear it all the time and now you guys, I'm gonna be thirty five um, this summer, so now I'm getting people who are reminding me that if I don't have a child now. I'm going to have a geriatric pregnancy, (laughs) you know, um, or I was told not too long ago that it was selfish to not have another child. You know, I was was being selfish. Um, you know, and I don't even know who I'm supposed to be selfish against. I, you know, I mean, people are always going to tell you what you need to be doing and what people are always going to be telling you what you need to be doing. But to be honest, you need to be doing exactly what you're doing. That's why you're doing it um they're not you they're not in your situation and if they chose to have seven kids live your best life if you choose to have one kid live your best life if you chose to have no kids i don't know why you're listening to this podcast but live your best life <laughs> it's a mom pop podcast so that's why but you know that's the thing um you got to stop following other people's rules because you know what? They need to do them. My mom always said this when I was little. And um, I used to be like, well, that, I didn't understand it. But now that I'm older, I totally get it. And I say it to my son all the time. I say it to my students all the time. And my mom used to say this. If everybody worries about themselves, then guess what? Everybody's worried about. And I I just love that saying. I say that all the time. Um you know, if you just worry about yourself and they worry about themselves, and guess what? Everybody's worried about, and we don't have to get in anybody else's business. Look at that. So, you know, just keep that in mind. If you're feeling some kind of way because of something that you've read on social media or something that somebody said to you, then you know what? Stay in your lane, Susan. Thank you. Bye. Um, and it's it's okay. It's okay. Maybe don't say it like that. Um my friends who know me know I would say it like that, but you know if if you're if you're of a, a softer gentler uh per- personality, then you know maybe just don't say anything um and just let them feel like they've imparted some great knowledge on you. don't follow it and then i don't know uh go get yourself uh a frosty from wendy's have that um and call it a day. <laughs> And speaking of a Frosty from Wendy's, my last thing that I want to tell you guys about overcoming mom guilt is that you need to understand, and I I opened the um, show with it, but I'm going to close with it because I need you to understand how important this is, is that you need to understand that you need to take a break. You need to take time for yourself. My listeners will tell you, like I'm going to say it, and they're going to probably mouth it with me. I always say you can't pour from an empty cup. You you can't do it unless short of um, sorcery or magic. You cannot pour from an empty cup, and so you need to take breaks. You need to take time, and so you can't feel guilty about that because we are humans. It's necessary to take breaks. I um I have something that I always say. Listen. If God can, you know, if God can rest for a day, you can take a shower for 15 minutes. Like, you're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. You can take a break. You don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to feel like you're, um, you know, less of a mom because you needed a mental health day. And if you can't take a mental health day, take a mental health hour. And if you can't take a mental health hour, take a mental health minute. (laughs) Um, They have the Calm app. The Calm app, y'all. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing because I have had to go, you know, in my room, close the door, turn on my Calm app, and just breathe. And it's a wonderful thing, the breathing. Breathing is so amazing to help you get back and get centered. If you got more time, listen to the Calm app in the bathtub because that's even better. Because it's even more relaxing because you're in the bathtub. Now, don't bring your phone in the bathtub because some of y'all be like, Danny told me to get on my phone and get on the Calm app and then I drop my phone in the bathtub. And then, No, don't. Just put it on like, you know what I do? I put it on the counter. Um, and you know, okay, here's a, here's a speaker hack. If you don't have, if you're like me and you don't have a, a big fancy Bluetooth speaker, this is literally what I do. It's so ghetto. I know, but I literally put my phone in a glass, um, and like a glass cup and it, um, and it, it, it's, it's a really good amplifier for sound. I know that's ghetto, but there's your, <laughs> it's just what I do. And I put and it in it. And I like to tell myself that it also protects my phone from getting wet. <laughs> um, but really what it is is I'm trying to make it louder. And so, plus, bathroom acoustics are amazing. So between your phone and a glass cup and the acoustics of your bathroom, play your Calm app. It plays nice music or noise, whatever you need. It, uh, you can get, like, nature sounds, noises, whatever. And just, like, chill in the bathtub or during your shower whatever. Um, I listen to other podcasts in the shower as well. So, um, you know, I, listen, I, you can, you can take my, um, cell phone in a glass trick. I, I, I bequeath it to you. You're welcome. Um, and if you knew about it already, yeah, girl, you're my girl. Um, cause that, that's how, that's how I roll. <laughs> so, you know, it's okay. Take some time, do you, you know, and remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if that means that, you know, in order to take a break, you got to, you've got you got to, you know, have some screen, give your kids some screen time, they will be, okay, now don't be crazy and be like, you know, um, like, hey, watch TV for the next 10 hours. No, but I mean, like, nobody, nothing's going to happen to a child who watches, you know, an episode of, I don't know, Sophia the First on Netflix while you take a shower, breathe, whatever um you know i just feel like there's there's a lot of mom guilt that is put on us by external things and i feel like this is guilt that we wouldn't have if we were in um a different time in you know um in history i don't know if our grandparents Suffered from the same amount of mom guilt as we do, because there's so many things that you know our grandparents didn't have to worry about other people thinking slash knowing about slash doing if we didn't do x y z or if we did do x y z now i'm sure they had their own struggles because you know a lot of ma a lot of our grandparents' grandmothers more specifically may not have even been you know able to work outside of the home or whatever but i'm sure you know I'm sure mom guilt existed has has existed for centuries, but I don't know if necessarily the all the things that we have to worry about now as moms I'm not sure they were um as you know important or as popular um you know then as they were now. that's not to say there weren't other things to worry about. there's always something to worry about, Lord, don't we know this we're mothers um you, you just worry i i <laughs> I told that uh, to one of the girls um, in my mom's group. I said, yeah, I just feel like I just always worry. And she goes, yeah, you do. That's why you feel that way. (laughs) And I was like, cool. Perfect. So now that you know that, now that you know that you are always going to worry about something, you can release yourself. You, You will. You always worry about something. But You have to understand that, you know, worrying takes a lot of energy. So that means that you're going to have to take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a, you know, mommy mental health moment and, you know, focus on... You know, doing you for a minute, because there are so many things to feel guilty about. There are so many reasons that we can feel like we're not doing enough, but you are. Um, What you are doing right now is exactly what you need to be doing for your children and for your family. And if you honestly feel like you're not doing enough, talk to other moms that you know. Ask them. You are the feedback that you get, you know, we're our harshest critics. The feedback that you get will probably blow your mind. Um, Every, you know, the girls at my table, they'll tell me how they feel like they're less than. And I'm like, girl, I wish I was doing all that. Um, No, you're amazing. You know what I mean? And so you have to talk to other moms. Or even if, you know, um, if you don't know um, a lot of other moms check out my uh, website, takingbackyou.com. I have a mom group locator. And these are moms groups throughout the country. Some of them are throughout the world. Um, And, you know... Hook up with some other moms who you can do like mommy with so that, you know, you have somebody else to kind of talk to about these feelings of mom guilt um, that you may be having and that you can kind of figure out that maybe they're not so weird and maybe we're all pretty dang normal when it comes right down to it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you uh, got a few nuggets out of it and that you are you know, going to think about this. Think about overcoming mom guilt. Now, we're, we're never going to be free of mom guilt. I know that. But maybe if you have a couple of these things you know, um, kind of running around in your head, when you do get those feelings, you can pull back, look at the big picture, and realize that you are doing great. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful... Oh, tomorrow's the first day of spring. Or Actually, I guess today is the first day of spring. Um, I always record... Spoiler alert, I always record my podcasts um, the day before. So today <laughs> is the first day of spring. Enjoy this time of new life, new sounds and smells and just happiness. And yes, I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on this and other episodes of Taking Back You, visit takingbackyou.com. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.